0: This is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions-based podcast diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nononsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 129 is brought to us by ByBid. Uh, trading is pretty good all across the board right now, but it is really, really good in crypto, and you have to stop passing up these opportunities. And if you're going to trade, you may as well trade on a broker that lets you trade straight off of MT4, has a huge spot market where you can buy anything you want, trade almost any instrument you want, and has giveaways and promotions around every single corner. Those of you who already signed up, you already know. They just sent me a coat. I live in Latin America. I don't need a coat. Does anybody want a coat? I'm kidding. I'm going to donate it. But it's ridiculous. It's such a great place to be a part of, and if you click my link, you get all of it. Down below in the description, take you to the blog. The blog has the link. Click it and get yourself on board, because as my people already know, with Bybit, membership has its rewards. It is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast, and in the name of transparency, I need to update everybody here. I'd like to update everybody here. I don't have to. But I'm going to update everybody here on the moves I've been making in the crypto market these past probably 10 days. One of them I just spoke about on Discord and nowhere else, but it's very small. Uh, On Twitter, if you remember, and if you're not following me on Twitter, my God, you're missing out. The link is down below in the show notes in every single episode. Go click it. But I was letting everybody know that uh, the token BUSD is going to be no longer this month, this December. I'm not sure exactly what the day is, and uh, it's not just going to dissolve into the ether and and, you're screwed, it's going to turn into a different stablecoin that I've never heard of before, and I'm not sure what the functionality of that thing is going to be, Uh, especially if you are trading in the United States. So uh, either way, it's probably best to get rid of it. I had a little bit left over back when I uh, took profit off of TWT, and I simply needed to get rid of it, so I just exchanged it into BTCB which is the wrapped version of Bitcoin on the Binance Smart Chain. And really only the Ethereum chain and the Binance Smart Chain, would I be comfortable enough making a move like this? You know, it wasn't a whole lot, but still I'm not taking any chances. And the, the entire transaction, and anybody who's been trading or buying anything uh, these past few weeks understands just how nice this is. It cost me seven cents. So this is not a recommendation. I would rather just have the regular Bitcoin. And you can go on places like ThorChain and get it without paying a whole lot, but it was difficult from my phone, which is where my trust wallet is. It's usually not, but it was at the time. So I just made the easy switch. And just letting you all know that products like this are out there. It's not the same as the real thing, but if you're just playing the price, it's another option out there, and it's a very inexpensive option. Now, the other move I made was this past week, and I tweeted it out as well, and that's going to be the setup for this entire episode. And I ended up buying more Polygon. I am very happy with my purchase. I want as much Polygon as I can, while still being financially prudent, of course. But there are a few questions that came up on Twitter, and I want to remind everybody that I almost never, ever, ever answer people's questions on Twitter. It's nothing personal, but what I'm trying to avoid is those people on Twitter who are going to see me answer you and then say, oh, this is the place I go to bombard VP with questions. No, you go to the contact form and you get to do it once. But the question was valid because there's a lot of you out there that are trying to do things very by the book. And by the book, uh, what I mean is the way I do them myself and the way I tell people how I'm doing them on this podcast. So I just want to make sure everybody knows the difference here. Um, On No Nonsense Forex and the Forex trading videos, it is very regimented. I'm like, look, do things like this. Do not deviate from this. Years down the road, if you find other ways to deviate one way or another and it works better for you, go ahead. But for now, this is something brand new and it's in your best interest to do things as diligently as you can. With investing, I'm not really saying that. I'm just letting people know what I'm doing and I'm telling you why. Yet, a lot of people out there are still trying to do things in a very disciplined way and are using the way I do it as a blueprint. And I think that's great. Way too many people are way too fast and loose with their investments, especially in crypto. And they do not have the advantage of doing things the way we attempt to do them here in a much more disciplined and thought out way especially when it comes to taking profit. But the question is, hey, you know, this isn't the way you normally buy crypto. You normally use a trailing buy. What's going on here? And uh, those people are half right. So I'll explain this to everybody now. My, nowadays, at least, what I really try to do is if I'm buying something for the very first time, I want to make sure that I at least have it in my wallet, whether it's a little or a lot, before the market takes off. And so that was the whole attempt with a trailing buy. It was very successful. But then I do, and I have been known in the past, to also buy on the way up. And the one way this has really changed, for me at least, is instead of buying on dips and pullbacks, I am taking this other approach. I'm going to explain that approach to you here in episode 129. Because there's a problem with buying on dips. First of all, um, I've said this in the past, it's a very lazy saying. It's usually said by people who don't invest a whole lot, who just try to oversimplify everything. Because if you just try to buy on dips, people who actually trade and people who actually invest, you know how oversimplified that statement is and how it's it's not that easy. Psychologically, I think it's easy to do. You just wait for a dip and then you try to buy on it. But the, the execution of this and trying to get in at the best price is not easy at all you know a lot of times as soon as you get ready to buy you start thinking about it price starts taking off and going crazy yeah you know, it's not as easy as that doofus who sits back in his chair and just says oh just buy the dips you know would lead you to believe and especially in crypto as we've seen when things run they run and you don't always get the opportunity to have a dip if something runs from ten dollars to twenty dollars and you're like well i'll just wait for the dip and then it just keeps running to $50 and then finally dips at 42 and bottoms out there. Did you really win? No, you missed out big. To the point to where you don't even want to buy it anymore. And then it eventually goes to 300. I think Dave Chappelle said it a long time ago, it used to be an old meme. Modern problems require modern solutions. So when I'm adding on to current positions, keep in mind in up markets like this, uptrending markets, I'm not buying new positions. I'm simply adding on to older positions, DCAing, averaging up, but when I do so, I am still buying things that I feel like are cheap, especially cheap relative to the rest of the market. Stay with me on this. If you noticed, while a lot of things were going nuts the last two weeks, Polygon was not. And I think a lot of inexperienced investors were looking at that, if they were looking at it at all, but if they were looking at it saying, oh, well, maybe Polygon just isn't this new narrative. Maybe it's, it's old and tired and doesn't have a chance of running in this next bull market because that's what the current market is telling me. Shame on you. What has triggered, what are the two things that have triggered this entire narrative for the market to move up in the last month or so? The Bitcoin ETF and Web3 Gaming. Now with the Bitcoin ETF, over time at least, a rising tide should absolutely lift all boats regardless of what they are. I'll talk about that in a future episode. I'm kind of saving that. But when it comes to Web3 Gaming, you guys know the metaverse is tied into this too. And I've been following this entire space closer than most people have for the better part of the last two years to where a lot of people have just started jumping into it now. And the difference there is the way we approach things, the way we see things. So the way I'm looking at this is you have things like a friend of the show in, in our portfolio, IMX, finally getting the recognition it should have gotten a long time ago when we were talking about it, and it's going crazy right now. It is cementing itself as the clear number one application layer in the gaming space and it's so much more than that too and the partnerships it has made have been tremendous especially lately imx this past week partnered with merit circle um, so it now has access to beam which means it now has access to the avalanche chain but its largest partnership is with polygon so if you go down the risk curve a little bit what's good for imx is also and always going to be very good for polygon and, you know, to a much lesser degree, probably Ethereum too. Yet, one of those two is going up like crazy, IMX, and the other one is stagnating and doing nothing, Polygon. So where's the value? To me, it's in Polygon. And that's why I bought. bought right around 80 cents, and it's currently sitting at about 90 cents. But the profile of the average investor who listens to this podcast is not probably not going to be somebody who goes after super low cap coins, understands that, uh, as I say all the time, the asymmetry in these larger caps is already plenty, and they have a much bigger chance of success. So this is why I'm primarily looking. And even though I'm averaging up, which means my average price is now worse than it was before, I just want to be historically correct. You guys know, I have the patience to wait this out as long as it needs to be waited out, Um, due to what has happened or what was probably going to happen with this ETF and all of the adoption from TradFi that is already coming along for the ride. I mean, contrarians, this is what we were waiting for to take us to the next level in the crypto market. And it wasn't happening much in the past bull run, but it's happening now, whether you want to call this a bull run or not. The adoption we have been hoping for with blockchain technology, and with Bitcoin, is coming in droves. So I'm okay with averaging up, but I still want value. And the way I'm doing that now and going forward is I'm looking for tokens that I already have that should be moving, if people really thought about it, but aren't. While everybody's looking at this one shiny thing that's moving a lot, I'm looking down the risk curve for larger tokens that will clearly benefit from this shiny thing going crazy. And even when it comes to shiny things, I'm not talking about some flash in the pan that you've just heard of this week. IMX is the real deal. We've been in this for a while. And while it was shooting upward, Polygon wasn't, and I seized that opportunity. It could certainly go down a lot later on, but again, not concerned about that. I just want a lot of Polygon for the future. (laughs) That's really it. The partnerships it has already cemented with really, really big brands uh, does not get talked about enough in my book. Uh, they just lost Disney, uh, but the way Disney's trending these days, I'm okay with that. But the main objective of this episode, Contrarians, is to look at value over cost. This has always been my approach to everything, even when I was broke. If you guys listen to the Trading Psychology podcast, uh, you, you heard me tell Rob how even when I didn't have any money, I still bought organic food because I understood the importance of it and to avoid processed food, and to cook as much as I can, because that just makes sense on so many levels. And I feel like that's paying off a lot now. You know, I'm in a lot of WhatsApp and Telegram groups with other digital nomads. And when it comes to residency and citizenship and all these other options, so many of them go straight for the cheapest option. They always want the ramen noodle option. And nine times out of ten, these people come back and just complain that they either got scammed or it's taking way too long. And I'm like, bro, (laughs) you're taking a residency option, and we've talked about this on the show too, that is mega, mega cheap, like they're giving it away. And we'll probably never see it again. It is ridiculous, ridiculous value for what it is. Spend the money. Don't screw around. If you live in the West and you have a Western job, the money's gonna come back. If you see something that may have cost a little bit more than you were comfortable with, but the value is absolutely there and it's indisputable, then you know what you need to do. Not financial advice. So I would like to thank the people who did ask me those questions on Twitter, even though I'm never, ever, ever going to answer anybody's question ever again on Twitter, but it was the reason for this episode, and I think a very important episode going forward. Because as contrarian investors, we understand that it's going to take a long time usually before our markets to go up, but when they do, they go up a lot. And then what if you want to add on? God forbid. You should have some type of plan in place. And while this might be a bit of a rougher plan, it's currently mine. And I just want to share it with you. Because even normies have seen and watched this crypto market go up and down a lot over the past four or five years. And so they see you buying now while the market's going up, and they're going to think that's absolutely crazy. But the problem is these people never buy, and if they ever do, they do it at or near the top. And they also don't understand that we have a longer time horizon than they do. So let them think you're crazy, because even when we're buying in uptrends, we are still historically very early.